worship this morning comes from Psalms 47. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is great, king over all the earth. He will subdue the people under, his, under us and the nations under our feet. He will choose our inheritance for us, the excellence of Jacob, whom he loves. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. I believe we've come and we've crossed over, but I know some folk last Sunday who praised God for the first Sunday of 2023. But I'm just decided that in my own mind that I'm going to give God praise the entire year. Do I have any worshipers in the building this morning? I know you stopped shouting when you crossed over the Jordan, but when I've made it over, I've decided that I'm going to give God praise the entire year. I'm not just going Give him a shout for the crossing over. I'm going to give God a shout for waking me up, starting me on my way. Do I have any worshipers in the building with me this morning that can just declare that when God took me over, woke me up this morning, stood me up straight, allowed me to be in the building, that I'm going to give God some worship in this place. opening hymn this morning, Holy, Holy, Holy.
scripture reading this morning will be coming from Isaiah, the 42nd chapter, beginning at the first verse. And it reads, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my elect one, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fail nor be discouraged. Till he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands shall wait for his law. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens, and stretch them out, who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it, and spirit to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness, and will hold your hand. It ought to be a shout for somebody. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles to open blind eyes. To bring out prisoners from the prison to those who sit in it, darkness from the prison house. I am the Lord that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to be carved in images. Behold, the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you, of them. Let us go to God in prayer. God of justice and love, manifest your glory with us today. Show your healing power today in this sanctuary. Transform this physical space and this virtual space into a space of radical encounter. Allow this worship experience to lift spirits and renew minds. Transform our minds and open our eyes to new mysteries of movement and presence. Your people have come to feel your presence in this space. As we worship you today, God, we give you all the glory and the honor and the praise. It is in the name of Jesus that we do pray. Amen. Amen and amen. You may be seated.
I know that the weather is wet and dreary outside, but we serve a great God who is able to put us in a sunshiny place. Come on, let's give Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserves. Because how many of y'all can praise God in both the sunshine and the rain? Hallelujah. Don't let the weather dictate your praise. Amen. Good morning, St. Paul. Good morning to all of those who are visiting with us. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior and with Jesus' joy. What a wonderful opportunity it is for us to be able to assemble in worship on the second Sunday of the new year. Amen. 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 And as we gather in this moment, we have a baby dedication. And I want you to put your hands together and let's give God praise. I'm going to ask that the family of Zaire and Torio Rozier, if you would come at this time, um, and we're going to dedicate uh, this young baby and um, give God praise for that. Amen. We're going to ask that also the, yeah, the whole family, come on, come on. I need to see grandparents, godparents, anybody that can come. All right, we're going to come over here. Amen. How old is that baby? <laughs> you sure it ain't a, a year and a half? What y'all feeding them, steroids? That's a big baby. Hey, Zaire, how you doing? All right. One of the blessed opportunities we have as far as the church is concerned, and particularly within the African-American um, uh, ethos is to be able to do baby dedications and it signifies two things number one that the church of the Lord of Jesus Christ continues to grow and number two that there are persons who are affiliated with the church that want to have this to take place and so as we prepare to do baby dedications I try to use this as a wonderful teaching moment uh, for the family as well as for the church uh, to this incredible couple, uh, we thank God for this gift that you have allowed for us to be able to share today. And uh, we do not take this for granted. And so as you all have come and uh, bring your child, just like Jesus was brought to the temple on the eighth day, we bring our children to be dedicated. We do not christen in the Baptist church. We dedicate. And we dedicate because one day we want the parents to demonstrate to this child who Jesus Christ is, and that child comes to the saving faith for himself. The other thing that we try to do also is to, and, and I know I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, I, I still believe in marriage. And I still believe that God uh, designed marriage between, to be between a man and a woman. And as they bring their child, we celebrate 
and we give that great lift. So to these parents, you have a charge. To the grandparents, you are to spoil the child and send them back home. And to the godparents, who are the godparents? Godparents. All right, I need y'all closer up. For, come on, come on around here. Do y'all know what the role of godparent is? Do you know what the role of godparent is? What, what's the role of Godparent? What's the role of Godparent? Protect? Lead and teach. All right. That's all good. Lead, teach, and protect. And oftentimes when people come and say, I'm Godparent, they think that if something happened to the parents, it's their role to raise the child. That is not what the Godparent is supposed to do. They got grandparents and other folks that can step in. The purpose of the Godparent, Godparent, is to help to aid in the religious nurturing and spiritual nurturing of the child, which means that if the parents don't take the child to church, you got to take the child to church, which means you got to be in church somewhere. God parent. Amen? So as we prepare to um, celebrate and uh, give this family lift, first of all, to Antonio and Ashley, do you promise to love Zaire with unconditionally pray for him and of course be a strength and an example of God's grace and mercy if so say we do to the family that are gathered from near and far do you promise to pray for this couple and of course be an example of God's grace and love for Zaire that one day he may come to the saving faith of Jesus Christ and so say we do I'm going to ask that our church family those of you who are able if you would stand at this time To the congregation of the St. Paul Church, as well as to those that are visiting who have confessed their faith in Jesus Christ, do you promise to pray for this couple and this child and to be example of God's grace and mercy in your life? If so, say, we do. Do you promise to give this child the opportunity to be a child, give him the space to do what children do as far as the church is concerned, and, of course, lovingly and faithfully do all we can to protect this child. If so, say, we do. Amen. At this time, I'm going to ask if we could let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. God, we come and we thank you right now for this child. Zaire, we come and we give you praise for him, for his parents, Ashley and Antorio. God, continue to infuse them with your wisdom, your grace, your mercy, your love, so that they can demonstrate that to Zaire. We don't take this for granted, oh God, that you've allowed for us to come at this moment. And so as we give him back to you, as we dedicate him to you, somewhere in the deep, deep part of his spirit, let him know how loved he is through the love of his parents, grandparents, and others. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, Zaire. Let me see if I can do this. <laughs> All right. I think I got him, y'all. Zaire, we dedicate you in the name of the Father. Woo! In the name of the Son. Woo! And in the name of the blessed Holy Spirit. 
I'm glad I ate my Cheerios this morning. <laughs> to these wonderful parents, we have a certificate that we want to present to you. And this is a reminder of this wonderful occasion. And one day we would love for him to come down the aisle and confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But until then, he is dedicated back to the Lord. And of course, from the Lord, he has come. God bless you all. Come on, let's give this family praise. You may return to your seat. Amen. 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 As we move forward, as far as um, today's observations are concerned, there are several things I want to share with you. And then also, uh, we're going to do a litany of leadership. And so everybody that is a leader that's connected to leadership as far as the church is concerned, uh, be it deacons, board of directors, um, uh, or if you are a leader of a ministry, uh, we're going to do a litany to uh, dedicate and confirm uh, who you are as far as this place and space is concerned. But before we do that, let me just uh, say that we have um, our couples, our marriage ministry rather, is having Love Notes 2023. It's going to be a weekend retreat on February the 3rd through the 5th uh, to intentionally connect people, uh, spouses, and be lifted and inspired by other married and engaged couples on Friday night. There's going to be a virtual comedy show uh, on Saturday. Uh, we're going to have breakfast and a half day of dynamic sessions. And then that Saturday night, we're going to have a sneaker ball, uh, our annual Love Notes Dinner and Dance with a fresh new twist where you will return to St. Paul's Ray of Hope Center, dress in your finest attire and sneakers for an elegant evening of music and dining. This is a weekend you don't want to miss. Space is limited. So get your tickets today to be in the number at Love Notes 2023. The other thing I want to share is, um, Pierre Cheritz and I want to thank you all. I wanted to do this last week, but um, my girls weren't here, and they're still not here today, but I want to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of you for three things. Number one, um, for celebrating and gracing um, Peer as far as her birthday is concerned. Thank you all so much for the cards and the gifts that you all have shared with her. Number two, for the Christmas gifts that you all have extended to my family and me. It is something that we don't take for granted, and I want to thank you all publicly, and I thank some of you all privately that I have run into as well, but thank you all. Because one thing I am reminded, folks ain't got to be nice, and they certainly don't have to be nice to you. So your graciousness, your kindness and generosity, uh, they are greatly, greatly appreciated, and it's something that my family nor I take for granted. So thank you all so, so very, very much. And then thirdly, uh, just for the love that you all continue to show to my family and me, um, um, that's the best Christmas gift, just the best gift of life that we could give. And so I am so appreciative, so appreciative 
to be doing life with you all. My family and, and I are so appreciative to be doing life with you all. And so I just want to thank you all. And I want to take this opportunity to do this intentionally because you all are a great church. You're wonderful people. And uh, I am just so glad that my greatest gift as far as life is concerned and this walk is beside my family, uh, being able to do life with you all. So again, thank you all so very very much. Um, as we move forward, as far as our time of worship is concerned, I want to, at this time, um, just give a couple of instructions before we ask all of our leaders to uh, stand and uh, join us as far as a litany is concerned, and it will be on the screen for you to um, read. We're in the process, and I, I want to reiterate, uh, COVID is not gone. COVID is still real. Um, it, it has hit my household. That's why Pierre and Cheris aren't here, because First Lady uh, uh, came down with it last Sunday, and um, I've been quarantining with her all week long. She finally has come out of quarantine, but she stayed home. And so uh, continue to pray for her um, because I have not slept in my bed in 10 days. I have been couch surfing. Um, and, but um, I'm asking that you all will continue to pray for her. Uh, she just did not feel comfortable coming back out today, which is quite understandable. Uh, hopefully and prayerfully, uh, she will be even more free and clear, even though she's tested negative. Um, uh, she will hopefully and prayerfully be back with us on next week. However, uh, this is why we still wear our mask. They do have a new variant out there as well that is more contagious. And so folks keep asking, when, when are we going max optional? No time soon. Amen. I don't care what you do at the Spectrum Center. I don't care what you do at the football center. I don't care what you do at restaurants or while you're at the mall. Here at St. Paul, when we come in here and, and we gather, we're going to continue to wear our mask because I don't want you all to um, be going around saying you went to church and you got COVID. All right? So we're going to do everything that we can to keep you as safe and as secure as possible. Amen. Um, so I, I wanted to say that. So uh, when prayer time come, if you all would continue to lift her up. Um, the other thing I want to say is that even though we're in the process of coming back and, and we are doing that, um, uh, it's going to be important. And I need to say this to my leaders, particularly deacons and board members. Uh, you can't be a virtual deacon and a virtual board member. Um, I know I just upset the apple cart for somebody, but the people need to see you. Um, um, people need to see you. And so um, even though we're in the process of coming back and some folks feel uncomfortable coming back, you, you need to, you, you need, some folks I ain't seen since the pandemic. And they claim to be leaders of the church. 
You can't lead virtually. And, and, and you want to know why I say this? Let me, do you want to know why I say this? Real easy. I can see you everywhere else, but you can't come to church. So, 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 so you can't, you can't do this stuff virtually. You need to come back. Um, leaders are held to a higher standard. <clears throat> yeah, Le leaders are held to a higher standard. And if you don't want to be held to that standard, don't accept the position of leadership. And I, I do believe I'm standing on great ground. So having said that, <laughs> I'm going to ask that all of our leaders to stand so we can do this litany and reaffirm our commitment to the Lord and the St. Paul Church. All leaders stand. Okay, let me tell you all who leaders are. Ministers, deacons, board of director members, and if you are a leader of a ministry, that means chairperson or president, vice chair, vice president, secretary of the cheer fund, chaplain, whatever you do as far as a ministry is concerned, you are a leader, so we need you to stand. All right. Okay. There will be on the screen... Um, uh, the litany, you will say the dark part, I'm going to read the light part, and then we will uh, consecrate and have prayer. The task of leadership is an arduous one. Nevertheless, being a leader in the church requires more than just worldly know-how. It requires spiritual insight, patience, and godly wisdom. Leaders. As leaders, God calls us to persevere in tough times, love one another through rough times, and uphold the integrity of our position and the ministry of St. Paul Baptist Church. The obligation of leadership compels each of us to love God and your sisters and brothers, leaders. As leaders, we are called to be servants. The world system of leadership is very different from God's system. Among disciples, the leader is to be the one that serves the best leaders. The Bible says in Matthew 20, 27, and whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. We ask for God to give us a servant's heart. Therefore, we are to be servant leaders. Christ did not come into the world to gain status or political power, but to suffer and die so that we could have eternal life. 
if we can't identify with Christ's servant attitude, perhaps we need to evaluate our own motives. All. Therefore, we should not be interested in power, but participation. We should not be concerned about domination, but service. We should not be fascinated with getting things, but with giving love. Therefore, we know that we must be dependent upon God's power and strength to keep our motives in check and to consecrate us for the task ahead. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. God, we come right now and we commit ourselves, recommit ourselves, rededicate ourselves to the work here at the St. Paul Baptist Church. Pray right now, God, that by the power and presence of your Holy Spirit, that you will affirm and that you will strengthen us for the work ahead as far as this year is concerned. Consecrate us now, O oh God, to thy service so that whatever we do, you will be glorified and exalted, magnified and edified, even in this moment. Bless each and every person in this place and space, as well as those that are watching us online who provide leadership as far as this house is concerned so that we can serve best and do ministry with five-star excellence. It's in the name of your son, Jesus the Christ, we pray. And in his name, we claim it done. Let every heart that truly believes say amen. Thank you, leaders. Let's celebrate and let's give God praise for our leaders. You may be seated. And so at this time, we're getting ready to pray again. And this time we will be lifting up pastoral prayer concerns. Um, and as we prepare to lift up pastoral prayer concerns, we're asking that you will pray for the family of Victoria Curitan, who was funeralized on yesterday. The family of Susan M. Johnson, the grandmother of Ashley Johnson, her services were yesterday in Orangeburg, South Carolina. The family of Fred Thomas, the son of disciple Barbara Graham, his services were held Thursday at Greer Funeral Home. We ask that you will also lift up Regina Anderson, Janola Blakeney, Deacon Martin Knight, uh, Joyce Martin, Wendell Statton, uh, and Tavia Sanders, Reverend Paul Drummond, Sister Thomasina Drummond, and I want to share a praise report from our sister Lisa Duncan, who had a procedure. And bless God that her test came back negative for cancer. Let me try that one more time. As sister Lisa Duncan had a procedure they had to run tests to make sure that her mass was not cancerous it came back negative i believe god deserves a major praise on that hallelujah 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 she continues to recover we want to continue to lift our sister up in prayer. We're sending our love to you. Uh, and also, um, uh, Sister Pettis, we continue to lift her up in prayer. Uh, she's been away from us for quite a while. 
been dealing with her own battle as far as cancer is concerned. And yet, every Sunday, she pops up on our Zoom congregation. And so we thank God for I just want to give her that special shout out. And, of course, if you all would not mind uh, lifting up our First Lady, uh, Pierre, uh, as far as her recovery from COVID, as well as others who have been dealing with COVID as well. Um, it's, it's one thing, and, and, and I'm telling you all why, why, why I'm saying this, it, it's one thing to hear about folks dealing with COVID. It's another thing to see it up close and personal. Watch this. Even after you've been vaccinated and boosted, and there's no telling where she would be right now if she weren't vaccinated and if she wasn't boosted. But as we say back in Mississippi, COVID is still a booger bear. Amen. And so um, um, please, ma'am, please, sir, give consideration to getting vaccinated. And if you've been vaccinated, get your booster. Uh, I declare as soon as I'm able to go get my fourth booster shot, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get as many boosters as I need to get so I can be boosted and fly like a rocket and do whatever I need to do so I don't get it. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, Minister Stevenson, if you would, come take us to the throne of grace as far as prayer is concerned. Let us bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we come before you right now. First of all, God, we come before you just to say thank you. Thank you for just being a keeping God. For keeping us, God, from yesterday to today. God, for there's those who were not able to make it to this morning. But because we did, we come here and we gather both virtually and in person just to say thank you, God. And God, right now, we also ask for a special prayer. There are those whose names who have been called out that have lost loved ones. And God, we know right now that you're still able to be a comforter, even in the midst of our grief. So be a keeper to them, God. God, wrap them up in your loving arms and let them know that you're still able to listen to their cries out as they cry, why, oh God, my loved one. Let them know that you're still right there with them, even in the midst of their pain, in the midst of their grief, that you're still in. And God, right now, there's also those who have been called out that are facing sickness. But God, we still know and we still believe that you're still a healer. So, God, we're asking for healing right now. God, we ask that you would just go into their houses, go into the bedroom, God, go into the hospital room, God, because by your stripes, we still declare and we're a people of faith to believe that you're still a healer, God. God, we ask that you would just continue to touch our first lady. God, continue to heal her body. God, for we know that COVID has ravaged our nation, but the world, God, that this pandemic is still going on, but we still know, even in the midst of this, that you're a God who walks with us and talks with us and tells us that you're, we are your own. So be with them now, God. And God, there's times that even in the spirit that we can't even cry out on our own, but because you've given 
having a spirit. And you said that even the utterings and the, the murmurings of the spirit are able to reach you, God. So even when we can't cry out, let your spirit that's in us cry out for us. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. It's in your son's name that we pray and give thanks. Amen. If you believe that God is answering that prayer, can you give God praise right now? Oh, I believe we could do a whole lot better. Can you give God praise right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is great and greatly to be praised. Beloved, it is time to give. So let's give God praise for the wonderful opportunity to bring our tithes and offerings uh, to the storehouse. As we prepare to give, there are several ways you can give here at St. Paul Church. One way you can give is by either mailing check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205, or dropping off check cash money order at the church. Call the church office first at 704-334-5309 to make sure someone is here to receive your offering and place it in the safe. The other way you can give is through Church Life or ACS on our website. You can give through the app called Givelify, and if you don't have that app on your smart device, download that app, connect it to your favorite credit card, and in three clicks, you can give. If you have a physical offering in the church this morning, at the appropriate time, I'll tell you to reach down on the outer aisles and take the basket and pass it to the inner aisle, and our ushers and count team will receive that offering and um, make sure it is count it safely. So however you're giving, whether you're giving physically as far as a check or cash or money order, or if you're giving digitally, or if you have already given, raise your implement in your right hand. We want to give God what's right, not what's left. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you for the wonderful opportunity right now to partner with you in giving. Not grudgingly, nor out of necessity, but what? Cheerfully. Why? Because you love the cheerful giver. Bless these gifts of ours and allow for this gift to be sown into great ground here at St. Paul. For those that are giving um, from a positive spiritual perspective, because your word says so, bless them in a Godful way. For those who feel like they don't have anything to give, oh God, we pray that you will encourage their hearts. And then, God, for those who feel like they ain't got to give, God, would you continue to convince and convict them until they come to understand they can't beat you giving and that giving is a part of worship. It's in the name of your son, Jesus, we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Amen. Amen. If you would, reach beside on the outer aisles, and if you would, take the basket, pass it down to the inner aisle, and um, give your offering at this time.
That's somebody's testimony this morning that the only reason you're still here is because the Lord's got you and the Lord has kept you. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Can you help me to celebrate this wonderful women's ensemble, how they have blessed us on today? I want to, for the time that is mine, to call your attention to perhaps a, an unfamiliar psalm, but hopefully and prayerfully by time we're finished with it this morning, it will bless you. Psalm 29. Psalm 29, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version of Scripture. Psalm 29, and it reads like this. Give unto the Lord, O you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. 
The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. Yes, the Lord splinters the cedars of Lebanon. He makes them also skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everyone says, glory. The Lord sat enthroned at the flood, and the Lord sits as king forever. The Lord will give strength to his people, and the Lord will bless his people with peace. I want to preach for the time that is mine, a praise for the new year. A praise for the new year. Of all the biblical characters, the shepherd king by the name of David is well acquainted with giving God the benefit of the doubt through his praise. As a matter of fact, David is a curator of praise because he has no problem putting pen to parchment to produce lyrical moments that we now refer to as the Psalms. Scholars contend that David wrote at least half of the Psalms, I believe 73 to be exact. And they've gone down in the annals of musical lore as some of the richest, most vibrant, and earthiest songs ever penned. If you have been around the church for a little while or have a grandparent or a parent in their 70s or above, you have been exposed to the musical passions of King David because folks in that age range at least used to read the Bible every now and then. I love how David takes this moment in his reality, good, bad, or indifferent, and pays musical tribute to the sovereign eternal God. Unashamedly, David is not concerned about his station in life as he poetically frames musical rhythms in the acknowledgement of the imminent God. It did not matter whether he was on the battlefield or in the palace or in the shepherd's fold. David had these musical notes bouncing around in his head looking for lyrical partners to demonstrate to the hearer how wonderful, incredible, awesome, and magnificent the Lord was to him. These psalms become the insight into the pleasures, problems, pathos, and pain of David's life. From the worship of Yahweh, to dealing with family drama, to dealing with how his friends betrayed him, even to his own somber reflections about his personal sins, David had no problem bearing his soul through his songs. We're familiar with some of these psalms. And even though many of us may not know the entire psalm, we know bits and pieces of quite a few. For example, Psalm 8, verse 1, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. 
who have set your glories above the heavens. When I consider your heavens, the work of your finger, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that you should visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and have crowned him with glory and honor. Some of us are familiar with the psalm that Jesus quotes when he's dying on that old rugged cross on a hill called Calvary. Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And why are you so far from helping me and from the words of my groaning? Some of us are familiar with the majesty, the royalty, and the splendor of God. When David wrote in Psalm 24, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Many of us may even be familiar with how wonderful of a light our Lord is in our dark moments and our most bleakest hour. When David wrote that psalm, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing that I desire of the Lord that I would seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. And, oh, God, saint and sinner, agnostic, atheist, and believer, know this psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in the green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake, yea, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We're familiar with those psalms, but very few of us know anything about the 29th psalm. And for today, I want to dip my sermonic bucket into the well of the scripture that is rather obscure, unknown, and unfamiliar. Psalm 29 is one of David's songs that was inspired as he's witnessing a thunderstorm moving on the Mediterranean Sea. That thunderstorm was rather tumultuous. The booming thunder shook the palace. Lightning streaked across the Judean sky, looking like zigzag, playing hide and seek. Torrential rains cascaded from the heavens like sheets falling like a waterfall. And at that moment, I can imagine David pulling out his papyrus and stylus. And he wrote about what he had seen going on in the sky. He credited the storm as being the very handiwork of God. He captured for us his feelings about God as this thunderstorm moved across the landscape. 
I remember growing up in Monticello, Mississippi as a young boy. My sisters and I were staying with my momo, and there were times when we were playing as the bright, hot August summer sun was overtaken by dark, stormy clouds. TV would be on. We would be ripping and running through the house. Storm clouds are gathering. And all of a sudden, there was this loud boom, followed by the crackling of lightning. The thunder shook the house. Momo made us unplug the TV, turn off the lights. And this is what my Momo was saying. Hey! Y'all sit down and shut up. The Lord is at work. Some of y'all got some similar grandmothers, don't you? Minister Stevenson, I used to imagine that God was sitting up in the sky, pulling levers and pushing buttons, making thundering sounds and lightning flash. And we, me and my sisters, took our hand parts to a corner, sat down, shut up, didn't say a word, because we were scared because the Lord was at work. As we unfurl 2023, I want to present Psalm 29 as a foundation for praise in this new year because somebody needs to understand the Lord is still at work. It does not matter how eager we are to change, how disciplined we are to be better, how focused we are to make positive shifts. Sooner or later, a storm is going to come into your life. Is going to pop up on your horizon. And I'm not talking about a, a meteorological event. I'm talking about storms that come out of nowhere and shake us to our very core. The storm can be as small as somebody getting on your reserve nerve. That's the nerve past the last nerve to being as major as you losing a loved one to death. The late Reverend Dr. William Augustus Jones, the senior pastor of the Bethany Baptist Church in Brooklyn, New York, once said in my hearing, all of us are dealing with a storm. We're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or getting ready to go into a storm. And I need to let somebody know that your life will not always be sunshine, that every day will not be sunny that it takes both rain and sunshine to make plants grow. And here's where I'm getting ready to bless at least five of you all. I'm going to make six. It takes rain and sunshine in your life to help you grow as well. So as I lay out this movement of David, I want to submit this as consideration for our time together. What's so significant about Psalm 29 that will offer us help and hope as we navigate this new year. First of all, I want to submit to you, become aware of who God is through your worship. It's right there in verses 1 and 2. And if you read verses 1 and 2, you will see these words, Give unto the Lord, you mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory do his name. Worship the Lord in beauty of holiness. David at this particular time is speaking to the angels in heaven telling them to give God praise. However, the angels in heaven really serve as a spiritual example of how we 
are to be worshiping God here on earth. In these two verses, the worshipers are encouraged to what? Give to the Lord. And those words, give unto the Lord, are repeated three times. Did you catch that? Give unto the Lord three times. And if you notice how this flows, you will see the worshiper is not told to come and get something from God. But they are told to come and give something to God. The terms mighty ones refer to the angels above. Nevertheless, as I build my theological bridge and my sermonic insight for you at this time, David is saying what the angels are doing up there, we ought to be doing down here. I want you to understand how you and I are to be giving unto the Lord. Now, I know I'm getting ready to get into trouble for what I'm getting ready to say, but that's all right. Uh, I got my big boy pants on. We got too many people who come to the place of worship and engage in the posture of worship, not looking to give, but looking to get. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, 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 we show up at worship uh, not with a focus on God, but a focus on ourselves. And so we show up at worship talking about, I'm looking for the Lord to do something. When you fail to realize the Lord has already done something. <laughs> Somebody go catch this in just a moment. The mere fact that you were able to make your way to worship, to click a button and get on the computer and watch us on YouTube or Facebook or Zoom or listen to us on the telephone, you are to give God praise because the Lord ain't got to do nothing else for you because he's already done more than you deserve. Well, Reverend, what did he do? Very simply, he woke you up this morning. I, 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 listen, listen, I got my big boy pants on. I'm, I'm coming to do warfare right now. I'm sick and tired of folks treating God like he's a 7-Eleven, a Walmart, a Sam's Club, or a Costco with an attitude of talking about I'm trying to get something. And then when you leave, sir, because you ain't 